Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast. We certainly appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate all our listeners, especially our service men and women out there protecting us. And, of course, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They are, of course, uh, the best in town. You'll be able to visit them just a couple of weeks. If you missed it today, uh, or on, uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, it was Stranger Appreciation Day. Always make sure you're following them on Twitter at SBC, uh, S Strange Brew, SB Coffee House. And uh, you can get the alerts for things like that. So make sure you're following them on Twitter. And he'll follow you back. That guy follows like 18,000 people. His Twitter feed must be like a slot machine, just just constantly going. That guy. Shane. I know. Shane O'Reed. You refer to him, though, as that guy. Shane O'Reed. Here comes the coffee. Going to go give him some funds here. And Here comes the coffee. I about said coffee, gonna, coffee, <laughs> coffee, 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 coffee. I about said I'm going to go give him some funds here in about 30 minutes or an hour. No, we're going to be here a little Judging while. by the number of questions we have, could yeah. be a little longer than It is another time. all rumblings uh, show. we got a great full mailbag full of great questions. Uh, remember, every Monday evening, Tuesday afternoon, you can send those to us. Just tweet at me or Joel, and we will be happy to answer them. Preferably for the most part. tweet to both of us. Yeah, you can do both of us. It's fine. If you're blocked by one of us or muted by one of us, then you need to get us both in there. And uh, <clears throat> for helpful purposes here, mm-hmm. Brian reads these questions. So if you don't tag Brian, your question's probably not going to get not read. Gonna get because I generally just sit here and look at Brian and he yeah, goes through I have, his Twitter. I and, have the, the feed. So uh, I, you're free to mention me. In fact, I, I would prefer you mention me so I know what I'm going to be yeah, asked. because there's some questions we got to But you better mention to. Brian, too. All right. All right. So let's start it off. Our first question comes to us from Ford Polk. Wants to know, do, you, do we think Cameron Dantzler will shadow the other team's best wide receiver or he'll stay to one side? Under Shoup last year, I want to say there wasn't a whole lot of switching the field. So, you know, where Dantzler was or where Dantzler is, is where he's going to be. I don't know that indictment on this, you know, crack media core we got here, but I don't know that we've asked that question. <laughs> so to, to get a definitive answer on that. But yeah. I, I think back, like you said, to last year, and yeah, I don't recall there being just a ton of of shifting around and, and saying like that. So I, I want to say that probably would stick to their side of the field. But, yeah, because they do the whole of uh, the boundary and the field corner. Yeah, and and it just you just are where you are. So I don't know. That's a good. It's a good question. It's a good question. I'm and, pretty sure Dantzler just stays on his side of the field though. And it's now one that we will seek answer to and be looking for yeah it's a good question so appreciate that for Pope. that's why you are that's what you have you have inspired us you, you have, have inspired us and not only that you know he was helping out tom ebel at wcbi some back during the super regional so maybe pursuing a, a media career perhaps you're better than all of us actually for get in <laughs> you uh, need to be asking here. the questions maroon and white for life that's a heck of a name to put on a driver's license i'm fully on the tommy train <clears throat> excuse me but how big does this blow up on joe if something happens to tommy and he's stuck with two freshman quarterbacks that is if kt doesn't decide Stay for like an emergency QB type deal. Here's the thing: if he had not pursued Tommy Stevens and gone after, not gone after a grad transfer, and you just had the quarterbacks you had, you'd be in the exact same situation. You'd have KT and two freshmen. So, yeah. if nothing, if anything else, you improved your situation because instead of KT, you have a guy you think is a better passer. This, so you, you upgraded. The situation did not change. It, the, the, it, you still you had three at the end of the spring. You got three now. Yeah, the chess piece has changed around a little bit, but the 
the, the, the like you said, the, the depth chart kind of from a class perspective kind of remains remains the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think though, and you've said it yourself, Brian, because with Tommy coming in, I mean that's Joe's that's Joe's guy, Garrett's Joe's guy. You're starting to get that stable stocked full of Joe guys, and so there's no more of the whole blame. Let's blame this on which Joe. I've never heard one time Joe Mo, Joe Moorhead say that uh, we're blaming anything on Dan Mullen. But I mean, if you ever think that something is Dan Mullen's fault, I mean, when the stable starts getting loaded with Joe Moorhead guys, it does become harder for there to be anybody's fault other than Joe Moorhead. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's. The the proverbial, you know, collar does get a little tighter, I guess, whenever you, you, you're going this route. I agree. All right. Uh, let's see here. Wes, Wes Edgeworth wants to know, have we heard if fans can bring cowbells into the Superdome? Yes. By all means, bring your cowbells. They, they, they said, bring them on and also bring liquor out in the open. Brian is a deliverer of falsehood. Now I'll let Pastor Joel preach. Yes. If you'd like to be a rule-abiding bulldog, I feel like we should have an not. organ playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, no cowbells no. are not allowed in the Superdome. No. Uh, this is something that's I've it. been seeing a lot on message boards. I, I can't stress this enough. This is a road game. It's being played at a neutral site, but it's a road game. It is no different than when State used to play a lot of games in Jackson against Alabama or Auburn or whoever, State was the home team. It was yeah. just played at a neutral site. Yeah. This is a road game. Yeah. Would you bring your cowbell to a road game? No, you would not. Yeah, when, when we apply for credentials even and things, all this is through Lafayette. Yeah, we're not, like, <laughs> we, we are sending this to the Louisiana Lafayette Athletic Neither one Department. of us Neither one of us covered the 13 game in Houston. Uh, no, I was so not on the beat. Neither was I. I, I, had, I was just about to get on the beat. Uh, but that said, when, we, when there are bowl games at neutral sites, you run your credentials through the bowl game. You don't. Yeah. I don't get my credentials through state or through Iowa last year. Thing it's through the bowl game. This year, credentials are running through Louisiana because they are the home team. Yep. That's all you. That's the only thing you need to know. Louisiana is the home team. Don't bring your cowbell. And as a raging Cajuns home game, mm-hmm. they're not keen on you bringing your cowbell. Exactly. All right, uh, Chad Harrington. This is an interesting question. Rank these games in terms of importance for MSU season: Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, A&M. These are the four swing games, basically. These are the difference between. Ten and two and six and six. You got to beat Kentucky. You've got to beat them, and then you so, get Tennessee. So is Kentucky number one? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get to seven wins, Kentucky's going to have you know seven eight wins. Kentucky's going to have to be one of them. Okay. In Tennessee, in that group too. Yes. I mean, if you're going to get to seven eight wins, you got to beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going Kentucky then Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Then A and M, then Auburn. Okay, I think I, I'm ranking those in the you better win them order. Like yeah. you better win Kentucky, you better win Tennessee. Okay, okay. You, you so since A and M is the game where State's likely not favored, that's probably the least important. Most people right now would say State can win eight games and not beat Texas A and M. Yeah, but you can't win eight games if you don't beat Kentucky and Tennessee. Yes, that's how I'm. I see where you're going with that. Okay, that makes sense. I'll I'll agree with your rankings. I like that. Uh, Will Basden wants to know. It could be Basden. Doesn't say. This is it's a it's a it's a written medium here. Uh, if you'd prefer us to uh, get yeah, your you name can always right. send us the pronunciation because I'm a big you know I like people to get my name right. Joel Will, Coolman. So, um, Joel Coolman over there. Yeah. Joel Coolman. You know it's always funny when I do call in orders and things mm-hmm. around town and 
to see how people spell Joel. I've I, seen it J E O L. That's which no good. I, I don't understand G-O-L. how you would how you would get that. That's G O L. I've seen it J O L E. That's uh, close enough. Which would make sense. I could yeah. I could understand phonetically, that. yeah. But actually, though few people pronounce it this way, my name is a two syllable name. It's Joel. Joel. But everybody says, including my wife, Joel. 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 Yeah. Joel. Joel. I'm going with one syllable. That's fine. Will Basden wants to know. For football and baseball, if they could only wear one uniform for the rest of time, what would you want it to be? Maroon. Well, for football, I would want it to be the the, the, the current home uniform. Maroon helmet, maroon jersey, white pants. Well, if we're going like my favorite all the time, I'd go with the late 90s, yeah, that's, small that ain't never MSU Nike logo. That ain't but, never coming yeah, back. Yeah, that ain't happening. I don't, well, I don't get why. Baseball's the bigger question, right? Let me ask you this, yeah, sure. and we'll go back to this. You know, they're doing the MSU vault stuff and selling all the gear with the walking bully and, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. of that nature. Why, why did State, I guess, because State owns that, so they can reproduce that, right? Correct? Why did, how come Nike just owns that interlock? That is MSU? one of the great questions that nobody has an answer to. Like, how does Nike control that logo? It doesn't make sense. Unless Nike created that logo for Mississippi State and said, we want to use this logo, and State was like, okay, and they never signed you know that that late nineties athletic department, not the most savvy guys in the world. So yeah. I mean, so I guess my question now is because I'm assuming you know this this new, I mean it, it's one of those deals, kind of like the new Auburn logo. It's not that much. That's different a from visual the identity system. Whatever. Some. Yeah. Anyway, the M State that we currently use. Yeah. I just said we, whatever. Well, we are using it. We do use it. Yeah. Uh, the the M State that is currently used. Is I assume is that designed by Adidas. You know, it changed yeah. like in 2010. Well, so if Adidas backs out and State yeah, pops might. back to Under Armour or something, does the, do we have to, does, does State to have to get, do we then go to using a new M State? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know. That's a good question. Or uh, the State on, What's your anyway. baseball uniform? Uh, the uh, the maroon. I, I, I really like the white pinstripe with the M over S on the yeah. on the chest. But I think you stick to like that Will Clark. Era like the maroon top, yeah. Mississippi State, the mm-hmm. the late eighties maroon I like top. That. I can go with both of those. I got no issues. But I, I feel like though, no matter what sport you're talking about, the colors got to be maroon if you're wearing that jersey. Yeah, I for agree the with that. I agree. Rest with that. of time. All right, Matthew Munlin has a has a halftime question for us. If we could select the halftime show theme along with three songs from that theme from a maroon band halftime show, what would you choose? Ah, uh, go you go. A Metallica show. Inner Sandman, Master of Puppets, and for whom the bell tolls. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh I'm gonna go a little lighter because I okay. want the kids involved, uh-huh. and not to mention the fact it's my favorite Disney movie. Okay. Oh, we're going to Disney, right? We're going to Aladdin. Oh, it's friend, a whole new world. Friend like me. Uh huh. Uh, mm. What's the third song? Uh, what's that one that where he's like stealing bread? One jump. Dun, 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 that's it. Dun, yeah, dun, it's called like dun, one jump. Dun, 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 yeah, I don't know. Dun, 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 I know what you're talking about. That. Yeah, I don't. I don't okay. remember the name of the song. But All right, so an Aladdin thing. Riff raff, street rat, scoundrel. Take that. Okay then. I love some Aladdin, man. I, I can, still I haven't can. seen the live version though. I'm you need to get out for, for that too. Uh, actually, took, we did take Cal T to too. see the uh, took Cal T and Cade to the to the theater the other day to the matinee uh-huh. and uh, saw the live action Lion King. Did you like it? That's good stuff. Yeah. So I will tell you that at, when you go to Disney with your kids, uh, Princess Jasmine, 
consistently hot. Just so you know. You know that. It's probably like some 18-year-old just no, fresh out no, of high school. There's no way. There's no way. Not, 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 not possible. So. Just okay, don't. then. I'm, I'm, I'm positive for that. <laughs> so. uh, let's see here. Rob Montgomery. Got to go to the Superdome for the first time ever this weekend. Any recommendations on the cheapest, reasonable places to park? Yeah, stay at your hotel and take an Uber to the stadium. There's not going to be any cheap parking around the stadium. Yeah, or if you're lucky to be like Brian and I, yeah, we're just, just walk, from, just your walk hotel. from your hotel. I don't know where your hotel is, too. That's the other thing, too. Uh, let's see here. How would you rank the likelihood, this is a good question, of each big four coach to retire one day with MSU as his last stop? One most likely, four least likely. To me, this may catch you off guard, but Howland is the most likely because he's just he's older. Under, this it, could easily be his it, last. It job. could end here, yeah. Yeah, and then it um, would go to. I think Moorhead is the is Moorhead the least likely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he's a, if he if he does turn it around and starts winning here, he's a big program will poach him. And if he doesn't, he's mm-hmm. so for me number two. Vic. No, is Lamonis because really? this is the destination job for baseball. Where is he going to go that he can do better? In terms of salary, support, everything, right? Schaefer is a three because I still don't know what's going to happen when Gary Blair eventually retires at Texas A&M. That's the only job I worry about. You know, Connecticut could open up, and I'm not worried about Schaefer going there. But I, he might go back to A&M if the time comes. I, so, my, I, so my rankings are Howland, Lamonis, Schaefer, Moorhead. After hearing you talk talk about it that way, I, I kind of agree with you. I could be convinced to move Vic up into two because I think that State has proven to this point they'll pay him whatever it takes to keep him here. Yeah. I, I really believe that. So I could be convinced into, into moving Vic into into the two spot there. But I think right now I would have to agree with you. Okay. Brooks White wants to know, since the suspensions weren't listed in the NCAA rulings but instead were our own penalties instead, apparently. Is there a chance we back off the number of games suspended, or is there just no way of knowing that info now? I'm going to say no. I mean, there's no way to know, but I don't see them doing that. Because um, this was probably signed, sealed, and, hey, NCAA, here's what we're doing. The NCAA said, here's your punishments from our end. And State, I'm sure, said, here's the punishments from our end. And is this okay? Is this cool? Are we all right with this? And everybody signed off on it. That's why it was a negotiated resolution. Yeah. Resolution meaning it's over. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say there's not any wiggle room here. Right, I would agree with that. Let's see here. we got questions here from Matt Camp. He and Brooks both said, sorry about Agamemnon. Appreciate that. Uh, ben Garrett, who is, wow. a, is a scoundrel. I did not know he submitted questions. No, no, Ben Garrett. No, no, this question is from Matt Camp. Oh, okay, this is so not Ben Garrett. It starts with the question, Ben Garrett. Ben Garrett, who is a scoundrel and a scalawag, said Dallas would be better with Chad Kelly instead of Dak Prescott at quarterback. Why is he the way that he is? Well, I can't I can't answer that question. And maybe Joel would know. He's a little closer to the Lord than I am why he makes people the way Ben Garrett is. But what a dumb comment. I'm going to put my franchise future in the in the hands of a social deviant. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, are you just dumb? That's just dumb. Did he really say that? I mean, I don't have any reason to suspect Matt Camp is a liar. So, yeah. Uh, last question from him, though. In our opinion, what is State's biggest offensive weapon? It's Kylan Hill. It's, it's, that's an easy question. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how, how often they pull the pull the sword out of the sheath, 
and yeah. use it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really do feel like that is that state's go-to guy. He should be, and we'll see, we'll see what happens with him. But, yeah. All right. John Jeffrey Nelson wants to know, what player that was hyped up coming in were you and I, or it's actually talking. He replied to you. So you and me, most surprised didn't pan out to be a star at state. This is an easy one. Malik for me. Newman. That's a good one. That's a really good one, actually. I didn't think about. I didn't even think about not football. I, when when Malik Newman came here, I was convinced he was a one and done, can't miss, freaking superstar. And then he comes in and cues better than him. Yeah, he was. And he just was always. Yeah. And, and so anyway, that was. I was totally caught off guard by by Malik's struggles. And I know that they will tell you, and, and I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't have a little aches and pains, but, you know, had the back injury thing that just kind of lingered a little bit. And I mean, there's reasons you could come up with for why it wasn't, but it just didn't work. And so for me, That's Malik, a good one. Malik Newman was the first one that came to mind, and I'm sure I could think of others if we continued on, but we got a lot of questions. So uh, Number one for me is probably Dante Walker, but he's maybe, maybe a little bit, because he had a couple of good years. But then, you know, I thought he was going to be a potential All-American. Yeah. And he didn't. The other one that comes to mind quickly for me is Danico Autry, who's had a good pro career, but he was an, a five-star. Everybody wanted that guy. Thought he was going to come in and just basically replace Pernell McPhee. Or, I thought he was going to be what Montez Sweat ended up being, and he just wasn't at Mississippi State. There's someone that could kind of enter this list, depending on this year. What's that? Leo Lewis. I Leo Lewis, it. yeah. I mean, But, I mean, he, he and Jamal Peters both. You know, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, but those guys weren't like. There's a difference for me between four star and five star. Yeah, there just, there just is. That's it. I've heard a lot of positive things on Leo Lewis's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, interested, I'm have interested to see how how, have a big, how much. Big year. Yeah, he, he seems to be driven this year. We'll we'll see how much that mm-hmm. means. All right, the Reservoir Dog has a question. If we hosted a reverse chalk talk, a workshop for coaches to help them better understand the media. What are some of the important things we'd want them to learn? Well, first off, we've got to remember, Joe Moorhead was a sports writer at one point. He so was. He understands quite a bit, I think. And I think that's one reason why he's so – he's pretty he's, patient he's with He's pretty us. patient with the media. Uh, but that said, I guess the, the main thing I want them to learn is that, for the most part, I mean, we have to do our job in terms of if there's an NCAA investigation or somebody's arrest, but we're not looking to destroy programs here. The program does well means we get more coverage – we get more. We get to go to cooler places. We get to, you know, people want to read our. If, if I cannot imagine if if Thunder and Lightning exists, maybe that's a bad example because me during the Crew era would have been comedy gold. But <laughs> for the most part, I have to imagine people who wrote in the Crew era did not get the same kind of numbers they would have gotten under Mullen and under Moorhead because nobody was winning. You know, nobody wants, I mean, when you're losing, nobody wants to read about that. Now, they'll go on message boards and complain, but just reading recaps and stuff like that, nobody wants to do that. I, you basically said in a roundabout way what, what my feelings would be on that, too, in that I am not out to get your program. Like, like you said, it, now, if something happens, it's going to be reported. As you all know, if there is an arrest and, and, it's in the arrest report, and somebody has a mugshot. I've got to report it, whatever. It's just part of the gig. It's what it is. But my goal as a sports writer are to tell all the stories on your team. I want to tell all of the you know ins and outs and the good stories, too. In fact, I love telling, letting people know who these guys are. And I just, I don't know if this is a chalk talk thing that you say, it, but maybe it is, like, 
I just feel like that if I was talking to a coach or an SID, you guys are way too guarded. Yeah. Like, you hide these guys behind brick and mortar, and they're not going to talk to you and because you're so scared at what they're going to say. And then you do things like Omaha. We, we go to Omaha, and we just walk through the locker room and sit at these guys' lockers with them and, and, and chat it up with them and, yeah. and talk about whatever the and NCAA ask whatever. the control things, it's not like we're in there just killing those guys. No. Right? No. Did you guys see anything out of anybody's coverage in Omaha? And by anybody, I mean anybody on the Mississippi State beat. Did you guys see anything that came out of that where all that access with the players in Omaha – led to negative coverage of Mississippi State. Did you see any? No. Because I I was there, and I, I, I generally read a lot of our, our my fellow co-worker stuff and see what everybody's doing. I thought that some of the best coverage in MSU beat history may have come out of Omaha this past year. Yeah, I agree. And you get that when you allow us to have access to your players to where, A, we can kind of get to know the guys a little better. Yeah. They can kind of get to know us a little better. Because at the end of the day – Especially on this beat, I can't speak for you. You're getting old, Brian. A lot of us are generally within a ten year window of each other's age. We're about the same age, you know. It's not like we're out to you know roast or kill or anything. We want to tell cool stories. They're I mean, old. They're young enough to be my kids. <laughs> I mean, I treat them like my own children. College athletics, man, it is way too guarded. Yeah. We we go to high school games and we just pick, pluck guys off the field. Hey, man, come here, talk. Yeah. And they do. And you go to college, and it's like and it's the, like busting down Fort Knox. And then not only that, think guys. about it on the other side. All those guys want to go to the NFL, where exactly what you just described, you just go in the locker room. They have to talk. Yes. They are contractually obligated to talk to you. Yes. So, yeah. The college athletics programs now, particularly football, and I'm not just I'm not dogging on Mississippi State because it's everybody everywhere. does it's it. They guard it like it's the dang government. Yeah. And it's so stupid. Yeah. It's a bunch of football games. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Let us go into the You're locker so angry. room. Well, I, I don't. Up. I don't understand why people take it, it's football. Like 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 our good buddy David Brandt over in Arizona. I miss you already, David. He always says we're not covering the war in Syria here. Yeah, we're covering football. We're not giving away enemy positions. <laughs> so. I mean, right. this 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 should be fun, and, and yet I don't know. Sometimes it's it's, it's, not, it's yeah. always so antagonistic sometimes, and I don't understand why it has to be that way. I think this next question has an easy. Blessed answer. are the peacemakers. Brian. There you go. Brad Haynes, I think this has an easy answer. In light of the Andrew Luck news, name your most shocking moment in MSU sports history. It's Canazero. Yep. <laughs> I mean, how is it not? Guy was fired three games into the season for what, a, you know, in his second year for what appear to be extramarital activities. I remember the first text I got on that. Mm-hmm. And I just, my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. On one hand, after it all kind of comes out, you can kind of track back and put some pieces together, and you think, eh, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But on the other hand, in the moment... It's crazy. Didn't didn't really The only thing that. I could think of historically was like, but I mean, it's just a different era, like when Alan McKean gets fired. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's just a different time and, and, and era of, of, of sports. I mean, so you, you literally that's, had that's the, easy answer. the head coach of one of the premier baseball schools in the country... Mm-hmm. Have to quit three games in mm-hmm. to his second season. To his second season, which he just went to a super the year before. Yeah, he, he was pretty beloved too. Yeah, like everybody liked Canizero. Even the people that covered him and things yeah. for the most part, I liked him. Yeah, I yeah, thought he was great. So. I, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Somebody that, liked him more than me, though. I don't know that there's a close second. Yeah. Uh, another one from Brad. Who's the best athlete in school history? Who could have transitioned into one of the other big sports easily? Our our, our friend. Uh, 
David Miller put a, a good, good answer. One on there. Good answer. Jamont Gordon is on this list. Michael Goler did this. He did. He went from starting small forward to starting free safety. Uh, but my answer to this is Eric Moltz. Uh, Moltz was an outstanding football player. I always heard rumors or whatever you want to call it that he would play a lot of basketball with the Final Four team and was the best guy out on the court. Better than Dante Jones. Kind of good. And then we've all seen his ridiculous athleticism. Have to believe he could have run track or done the high jump or the long jump. He was that kind of athlete. To me, Eric Moulds is the answer. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other guy. Look, this may be the – I'm looking more at current day, but you can't understate the fact that I think Brad Cumbus could be a, a professional baseball player and – he's he's winning some folks over with how well got he plays a lot, tight got end. Got a little ways to go though. And yeah, and I don't I've never asked Brad, but you'd have to think, you know, you could put him in the low post in a basketball game and he'd be pretty productive. Yeah, probably so. I mean, you don't know that, but Yeah. I, I, 6 foot 5 and he's got a jump <laughs> shot, yeah. Um at least at least in a pickup game anyway. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm just trying to think of really athletic guys through the years. Um I don't know. Right. Brandon Holloway seems like a guy that was always really athletic. I mean, I know he was kind of small, but he's not small now, though. I think we talked about this on the show a few months ago, but I still follow Brandon on Instagram. And mm-hmm. dude, dude should be like a professional bodybuilder. He yeah. is humongous. Yeah, he's, now. he's big. He, he's what he's like a highway patrolman or something. Yeah. You see, AJ Jefferson is now a cop in LA. I saw that. That's crazy. That's that's a dangerous job. Good luck, AJ. Uh, let's see here. Someone whose name is Reasonable Dog. What are you doing on Twitter? You're reasonable. Get not, off a, of, not a place for a reason. It's not a place for reason at all. If we are instituting a 70% suspension, eight games, could we strictly go by a percentage where the player, say, misses four full games and then only misses the first half of the other eight games to reach a 70% total? I don't think there's any finagling out of this. I don't think the NCAA would look kindly on that. Uh, again, we don't have the exact specifics here. State didn't give them to us. They're not going to give them to us. Um, I mean, we kind of know what we know behind the scenes kind of stuff, but... What this is, I mean, it's not really even a – I guess we're dealing with semantics here. It's not really a suspension. It is a 70% of the season loss of eligibility. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine that they would say it'd be okay to lose half of a game's eligibility in one game and then half of a game's eligibility in another game. Kind of, I just don't think that's going to be the case. It's, it's going to be, you know, eight games. Don't know which eight games. Um but it's going to be eight games, and it's going to be scattered out. And, and no, I don't think you're going to see any of this. No. You're up big, so we'll use half a suspension no, in, in, exactly. in the second half. Exactly. It, it's not going to happen that right. way, I don't imagine. Gil Mainkling wants us to rank these famous Toms. We have done Bruce rankings. We've done Ronald rankings. Now we will do some Tom rankings. Tom Petty, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, Tom Selleck. Me, I'm going this way. I'm going Hanks, yep. Cruise, nope. Petty, Selleck is how I'm going. Okay, I'm going Hanks, Petty, Cruz, Selleck. Now, what are you basing that on? Because if you're saying who's more famous, I think Tom Cruise is more famous than, than Tom Petty. Well, uh, I, w- I would agree with, with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going with my personal who Just, I prefer okay. rankings. I, I can't I can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Tom Hanks, in all, I mean, have you ever seen a bad Tom Hanks movie? No, they don't exist. I, I, I have never seen one. It's I just love not, The Money Pit. That yeah. is my... Uh, answer to that. So, I mean, Tom Hanks just, to me, in that group, yeah. unquestionably Who number we, one. Who's a Tom we're leaving out? Tom Glavin. So Tom if, we, Glavin? if we threw him in there, he would be my number one personally. But Come on. he would be. I'm just saying, though. Come on. 
Uh, Tom Glavin. Who, who are there? Any other Toms we're missing? Tom Ebel. Tom Ebel. He's he's a, he's a, you know he's top twenty maybe. My, my good buddy Tom Campbell over here across town. Uh, I don't know who that is. Personal trainer. Okay. Good um, dude. He's trained several football players. I'm sure he has. I'm he's trying trained. to think of any other. Fam- Dave Jackson. If you got some personal training needs, Tom Campbell Fitness. Hit him up. Famous Toms. Uh, who are we leaving off here? Tom Brady. Yeah. Got to have Tom Brady on there. Tom Hiddleston. You know who that is. That's the uh, Loki. Isn't it? That's Loki. Correct. Uh, let's see here. Tom Holland, who's uh, Spider Man, or at least he was. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with him now. Uh, Tom Hardy. A lot of good. Tom Jones. Tom Hardy's Bane, right? Yeah. Tom Jones needs to be on there. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else worthwhile? Not looking good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we're going to go down to the top 40 Toms here. Tom Clancy. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, and then that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, a lot of good, a lot of quality Toms out there. But anyway, I, I'm a big uh, Won't Back Down fan. So It's a good song. It's, it is easily, to me, the, the Tom Petty song. Like you, I could listen to it on repeat, man. It just gets me fired up. Right. Brian, you could stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. That's one. Zach Huzak wants to know, if, you both, if both of us had to try out for the football team for one day and run team drills and scrimmages, what non-special teams position would you want to try? Where are you going? Uh, I... I know what I would like to to do, but man, I'm gonna get murdered. You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna run be the slot. H, I'm gonna be H back. I'm gonna be in the slot. Okay. For me, I'm gonna stay with what I know. I'm gonna plug up the middle and be the nose guard. So I don't know who's gonna get hurt worse. So at least mine's coming right at me, but it's short, violent. You're gonna take a. You're gonna get blindsided <laughs> gonna, by I'm a safety. I'm gonna get killed. So. Brian Cole's gonna destroy me. Bye bye. <laughs> right. Brad McWhorter. Hello from Afghanistan. Hello to hey, you, Brad. sir. Got to watch Week Zero's Florida Miami game. How did the first off? He asked for a conversation between Mullen and Hevesy. No, that is retired, <laughs> never to be brought forth again. Hey. But he did ask, "Do you think State will keep penalties under control Week One, or lose it like Miami and Florida?" They that that is a big thing for me this year because that was such a huge eyesore last season. How how much more disciplined can that team be? Um, do you think they'll keep? You think they'll be better? Well, State after the after the Kentucky game last year, they were okay. Like it was early in the season, mostly. When they weren't great against uh, some other teams, though. They I mean, LSU. They had some penalties. It, it, okay. Well, I was in, the, in my the, mind. The LSU's it, first, the first drive against LSU, false start, false start. Yeah, first and twenty. That's right. So. That's right. Um, I do feel like that as the year wore on, that that became less of an issue. Yeah, I agree with that. But this is a new year. Yeah, uh, an offensive line with guys in new spots. I. You know, we've heard – I wonder – you could tell me maybe. Darrell Williams at center now. We've heard that he's, you know, a little more vocal than Elston was. Yeah. And, and things. I wonder if that helps in this regard. Like, kind of giving a sense of more calmness perhaps. A, a little more – Maybe. Whatever. I, you know, I, we'll see how it goes. I, yeah. Am I confident, though? I mean, I I think it's a, it's a, it's a genuine concern mm-hmm. going into the year. We'll see. Well, he must have been busy this morning because Justin Strawn didn't hit us up till 4.25 a.m. Wow, man. Abraham, we'll get up a couple of his questions here. Uh, Let's see here. If the 2018 victory in the Egg Bowl is vacated due to these sanctions, will the trophy be adjusted to reflect that? I would say no because it has not been adjusted to reflect any of the Ole Miss vacated wins. Yeah, it's going to stay the same. 12, 11, I'm sorry, 12 and uh, 
There's one more that they vac- 14. For purposes of that egg, mm-hmm. nothing NCAA related has ever happened. Right. I mean, the egg's going to stay in Starkville. You know, it's not. For purposes of the egg, none of this even matters. You know, if Ole Miss is going to win the egg, they're going to have to come win it. And if state, if you know, none of the, the vacated win stuff yeah. makes a darn as, as pertains to the egg. Which is easier for either of us to give a pass on? NCAA sanctions because of paying players or NCAA sanctions because of academic misconduct? What is it for you? Um, Define pass. Who am I giving the you just don't think it's that big a deal. Here's the paying players thing happens everywhere, but the, you know what? The academic misconduct. Yeah, I bet it happens everywhere too. It's just see for it's me, an it's issue paying of players. Called. It's paying players. Isn't I can give a pass to because it I, think those, at, I, I think those guys should be making money anyway. Yeah. And then secondly, what? Why is it, I don't understand why it's a problem. I don't care. If, if some booster wants to give his who cares? Yeah, no one's hurt by that. If, if academic player, misconduct, you cheated at school. If a player accepts money, yeah, that's not illegal. It's not illegal, it, Brian. If you want to give me fifteen thousand dollars, it's not illegal to do that's that. That's not illegal for me to take your fifteen. Exactly, it's not illegal for me to give it. Now, is it you know frowned yeah. upon by the NCAA and all that whole nine yeah. yards and use your cheating at school? Yeah, it is, but that's a moral integrity. Yeah. issue. it's not even moral. It's there's no sin in it. It's just. It's illegal because people think that the game should be pure, which it isn't. So it's just dull. Oh, you're talking about getting paid? There's yeah. No sa- yeah. Oh, academic yeah. misconduct. Yeah, I mean, you, you cheated. Yeah. That's, that's what I will say with the, even the cheating thing, and look, I know that some people probably, there's probably a handful that, that went through school their entire time and never did any of this, but I would be willing to bet that 98% of the people that have ever been in, in college have at some point looked over at their buddy and said, hey, what'd you get on number four? Yeah. That's cheating. Oh, that happens, yeah. No I mean, that's, no I, so So I'm just saying, like, look, is it to the level of, of giving your student ID over and letting somebody take an entire test for you or, or whatever may have happened in this instance? Probably not. But I'm just – I would dare say that 98% or greater of everybody that's ever been in college, if you just nitpicked, have had some kind of academic misconduct at some time. Which one can you gloss over? Like you said, I mean, there's no yeah. moral repercussions. You, you take $15,000. But, yeah, so I, I agree with you on that. Okay. But, but I do think, too, that you should grant forgiveness and things to people that have academic misconduct as well. So, I want to send condolences to Brian on the loss of his cat, Agamemnon. Thank you. Uh, losing a pet's never easy. My question is, when you told people his name, did they know the Greek mythological re- reference? Uh, about half. Half of them did. Half of them got it, and half of them were like, what's his name? Like, what is it? So, uh, how long into the Mandalorian trailer did it take either of you to realize Disney would be getting your $7 a month? For me, it was about 15 seconds. Seen I it? Didn't see it. Have you seen the trailer? Hmm. Are you a Star Wars guy? Uh, yeah, I am, but I mean, I'm not like die hard well, into then it. Might, it might not be that huge. I thought it was great. I was going to already pay anyway because of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. And plus, my kids love Disney, so why would I not do this? Are all the old films going to be on here? I believe so, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm in just with that. Yeah, with that. So, The Mandalorian trailer, does, it looks really, really cool. Uh, let's see here. Got to go up a little bit here. Trying to find some... Okay, Butch Bailey wants to know, since fall is almost here and harvest has begun, boiled peanuts or roasted peanuts? Oh, boiled. No doubt. See, you may have to take my southern card on this one. I don't like boiled peanuts. You don't like boiled peanuts? No, they're a little mushy. I like nice, crunchy peanuts. Ooh, love some good boiled peanuts, man. Uh, let's see here. Alexandra Watson wants to know, I have to work 11 to 8 on Saturday and will miss almost all of opening day. Oof. Should I just suck it up or miss out and call in to work? If I call in, what's the most believable excuse for not working? I'm going to tell you what, what you should say. I'm going to give you... 
Joel doesn't need to be a part of this. He is not a devious person by nature. I am. Nobody, and then this might might hurt you to say, but nobody ever questions explosive diarrhea. If you just call me like, look, I cannot get off the toilet, what are they going to say? I don't even think they're, they're then, not going to say come on in anyway. And then and if you do go in, just first, first, as soon as you get there, you work for life and it's like, oh God, my stomach's been bothering me all morning. Run to the bathroom. Come back out like 20 minutes later, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just not feeling well. 15 minutes later, back in the bathroom. After the second time, they're going to send you home. You're like, I'm sorry, I, just, I, I, I don't know what I ate, you know. Yeah. Nobody questions it. You ever done this before? Yes. I figured. That's what I used to do. I see how I used to get out of school in high school. I didn't want to go to school. I just go sit in the bathroom for, oh, mom, my stomach, you know. Because what's she going to do? Go in there with me? Prove it? You know, no, just stay in there for a little while. Let one rip, you know, let a good fart come out to stink up the joint. And you got all the evidence you need right mm. there, you know. Throw some toilet paper in the toilet, flush it, hit the air freshener, you're good. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, I did that. Ray Campbell, what will the first play from offense be this year, pass or run? I think the whole, I think game one, we'll talk about this a little bit more on Friday. I think Moorhead's got a shiny new toy. With Tommy Stevens, I think he's going to be throwing the ball. Yep, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. So it was a pass last year. First, first play was touchdown. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Hadway wants to ask you a question. Joel, now that you have children fully in the Disney Junior target age, are you <laughs> sad so they stopped running Sheriff Cowley because Cal T doesn't hear your terrific <laughs> vo- work as the voice of Deputy Peck? <laughs> it's funny he asks that because whenever Cal T really started watching some shows on, on, on Disney Junior, I... I would go through the guide to see if I could find it, and yet it does not come on anymore. Like no, you can't it find no. it anywhere. So let's see here. Uh, but I, I must admit, Rob, I do kind of sound like Deputy Pick. You sound exactly like Deputy yeah, Pick. So uh, if they ever like re- you know revive the series and need a new voice, they could they could call you, and nobody would ever know there was a change. Dylan Newell wants to know our over under on Tommy Stevens' completion percentage. You're going to find that out later this week when I reveal the MSU media poll. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Nelson, what moment, positive or negative, forever changed the way you look at a certain aspect of MSU? I'll never go all in on recruiting after the C.J. Johnson debacle. I followed the recruitment of Simmons, Chris Jones, et cetera, at arm's length. Learned my lesson to never get 100% invested. Is there one for you? Nothing stands out at the top of my list. Really? Okay. Uh, I mean, I, maybe if I sit here and think about it, I can, but. I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one there, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, he went to the Egg Bowl and got assaulted by an Ole Miss fan, and yet he still signed with Ole Miss. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one for sure. Um, yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's probably that might be the best one. You know, so you never get involved. Ryan Nelson, good friend of ours. Parody accounts. Why? Are there what? Uh, uh, Faux Polini is funny. I think the MSU Trump guy is funny because he has mastered the uh, the syntax of the president. He, it reads like Trump tweets. He does a really good job with that. But for the most part, they are. Usually bad, and then within like two weeks they stop the gimmick yeah. and they start retweeting political stuff. Yeah. Like you got to commit to the gimmick. I follow a couple of, of, of pretty good ones, but it, one of them is actually Braves third base coach coach Ron Washington. There's a Ron Washington parody, parody uh-huh. account. Is it it's funny? Like, it's like at Ron's Washington. Is it funny? Yeah, it is. Okay, it's very it. funny. When, when you're when, when things are funny, it's it's cool. Um, but so many of them are people trying to be funny that aren't funny. Look, if you're not funny. Don't do a parody account. Yeah, exactly. Know, know your role. Yeah, oh, I agree. Let's see here. I lost where we were here. Um, and then another one from Ryan. Who gets fired first, Kevin Sumlin, Gus Malzahn, or Todd Hel- Not Todd Helton, Clay Helton. 
I'm uh, going to say Sumlin. That was a bad opening yeah, week loss. I think they're both probably getting fired after this year, though, he and Gus. Okay, and then Helton's probably safe another year? We'll just see. To me, the most likely there are Kevin and, and Gus. Okay. Hayden Plunkett asked me a question, not for you. Where do you see Chelsea finishing in the Premier League table? Also, since I'm an Arsenal fan, where do you think they land? I know we go for rival clubs, but I'm also a Lakers and MSU fan, so that conquers. Well, very good. We could almost get along. Uh, so the, 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 the top three are pretty much set. Liverpool and Man City are going to, one of them is going to win the league. Tottenham, despite the fact that they had an embarrassing loss at home on Saturday, on Sunday, which I enjoyed, uh, they're probably going to be third. They're, they're just talented enough. Um, although if they, if they send Christian Eriksen out to, to Real Madrid, I don't know. And then you have Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man U, all of whom just aren't, there's nobody that much better than the other one. Even though I know Man U beat Chelsea 4 nothing, then Man U loses to Crystal Palace at home, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal's probably going to finish fourth. They're probably the best of that, and I think Chelsea will finish fifth or sixth with Man U as the other one. Chelsea will be back in Europa League next year, unless they can somehow win the Champions League. But that said, when Chelsea gets healthy, it could. I, I mean, I, once we get back to the international break, we'll see. Real quick, I'll, I'll ask. Can I, a, can I wake up yet? I'll ask you a follow-up question. Uh, <laughs> when the season is over, the, the World Series champion is crowned. Where were the Braves? What, what was the Braves' last game? Uh... I think in like game six of the the National League Championship Series okay. to the Dodgers. Yeah, if I, if you just made me that. if you just made me late here today and predict, that's what I'd say. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's baseball. So I've got high hopes that it would end with me popping Mountain Dew and streaking through the condition. I hope it happens. Whit, Mal- Whit McAnally wants to know: Have any of us asked Coach Moorhead to show his tattoos? If either of you, one of you, were to get one, what would it be? We have never asked. I know he has one. Well, yeah. you and I haven't asked, but yeah. the other, you, I don't think you were here. Uh huh. Um, I think it was Thursday after he named the quarterback. Yeah, I wasn't here. Um, I think this was the day it was. Steve, um, cameras were off, recorders off, that sort of deal. Like asked to see them, mm-hmm. and he showed them to us. Oh wow! I think it was Steve that asked. He's got them on both arms, right? Yes, yeah. he has one on both arms. Yeah, is the Superman one? I can't even remember now okay. what they are. All right, well, Quite, I mean, I didn't, if you were going to get a tattoo, do you have a tattoo? I do not. Would you get one? Ah, uh, I would not get one. Not, I, I don't I, think I would. I don't think I would ever get one. So, if you were, if you, I were, mean, I'm not like opposed to. I'm if not you were going to get one, what would it be? Would it be the the Braves logo? I, no, I'm not a big fan of. And, and look, if you are power to you, I'm not hating on you. I, I'm not a fan of like. Despite I wear Braves gear all the time, I don't want like a tomahawk painted on my being. I just in my okay. Thing. Um. If I was going to do something, I would do either. Uh, one thing that I like that some people do is like where your wedding ring is. Uh huh. Oh, have that like, seems like it would be painful. It would, but like have like the the, the tattoo around because when you're working out, so something you don't want your ring on. But yeah. I don't know. I'm one that I would prefer to have my ring on all the time. So if I had like that that ring like tattoo there, that'd yeah. be kind of neat. But some maybe like I've seen kids' birthdays and Roman numerals and stuff okay. before. That sort of thing. I, I it, would just, it would be something. I would just go related. like a, a sports logo on on my arm. Probably. I'm pretty pretty easy on that one. Uh, let's see here. Jennifer Haydad. I know her. Why on earth would they make another Rambo movie? Sly's getting up there in years, don't you think? How dare you? How dare you blaspheme against the fr- the Rambo franchise? Have you seen the trailer for this movie? I haven't. It I, looks I saw, fantastic. I'm going to go see it. I, I saw the poster in the theater the other day when we went to see the live action Lion King, but I've not seen the trailer. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Jim Davis wants to know, in the Joe Moorhead presser, who is your inquisitive fellow reporter with a voice that sounds like a cross between Dick Vitale and a Muppet? We put a lot of thought into this question. We did. And, and We're I, not sure. We, but we think. We think. 
It's, you're talking about it, Tom, Tom Ebel from WCBI. If he talks like this, that's who you're talking about. Yeah. So, all right. Johnny Jackson, why oh, don't you guys... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say love you, Tom. We do. We do love Tom. Uh, Johnny Jackson wants to know, why don't you guys make your picks before you record? That would keep whoever's in the lead from agreeing with you just so they don't lose the lead. I will say this on, on this on, on this. Why don't instance, you get your own podcast? Quite frankly, yeah. us doing it the way we do yeah. makes me go different more than it does yeah, makes me go I like like the Ole Miss Memphis pick. Yeah. Um, if we had done it before we got in here, both you and I would have picked Memphis. Yeah. But you picking Memphis, I have at least enough. It's not faith, but I believe Ole Miss has enough of a chance that I'm willing to take that gamble and go the other way. Okay. So anyway, if we did it before we got in here, we would actually probably agree. A lot more than we do now because I'm just I like to live life on the wild side sometimes. And sometimes, do you? I some, didn't know that about you. Sometimes I will pick differently just Wasn't aware. to have have a little interesting going on. Just real quick while we're doing this here, for some reason, dark side is trending. I need to know why. Let me do this. Well, because like the the trailer of Star Wars Episode Nine and Ray is kind of. Why would that be? Dark? No, no, dark side as in the DC villain. Oh, okay. S E I D. I don't understand why. Why are people talking about Dark Side? Dark Side is awesome though. Uh, let's see here. Um, way too early, Dylan Newell. Way too early prediction for MSU's baseball starting rotation and which position player has the best batting average. My my position player is Tanner Allen. Yes, me too. In rotation again on Friday. Yes. Um, I will I will say Sarantola on Saturday and McLeod on Sunday. Okay. I think you might see Brandon Smith early. Maybe early. Maybe. But I, he, I think he ends up being the midweek guy. If those two other two guys deliver, they're, they're just are, they're just better than him. Steve Robertson, our good friend and host, has some questions. By the way, people always answer his questions for us. Hey guys, get your own podcast. <laughs> Create your own mailbag segment. <laughs> segment. You hangers on. You parasites. Don't answer those questions. Nobody cares what your answers are. Anyway, all right. Let's go. He's got. Uh, we're gonna go with. Uh, you and I are in a mood today. We both had some rants. I know. Three. We're gonna go three of his four questions. How many of your close friends from high school are losing their hair? I got a couple. I, I, I'm younger than you, but there are... I got a few out of think about it, yeah. Yeah, there, there's several. Right. I, I would say somewhere in the, between three and five, at least. Yeah. Should Chuck Smooth be entitled to a share of the Baja Men Empire? Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Chuck Smooth is the original gangster of Who Let the Dogs Out. The better version, too. Uh, and the last one, best name of a Mississippi town. What's your choice? Possum Nick. That's a good one. I was going to go with Hot Coffee. That's 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 possum neck's good though. Possum neck may be the most Mississippi name there is. Yeah. Let's see here. Seven miles east to west. All right. Doctor Tony Loper, the best. Seven miles east to west. It is. I know. It's Tony Loper, uh, the best veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. As for my favorite memory of Agamemnon, uh, probably just when we got him because he was a stray. Uh, I was asleep. My wife had been out of town. She comes into our bedroom and she's like. And it was pouring down rain outside. She said she saw him under a car, and she just said, "Hey, kitty!" And he ran towards her like it was meant to be, and that's why they were super, super close. She's taken this obviously a lot, a lot yeah. worse than I have. Um, and then was he secretly a thunder and lightning correspondent? We only have one correspondent here on thunder and lightning. That is future Brian. He he was just an occasional drop in. He he was especially in the early days of thunder and lightning, uh, a little over a year ago. He he was an. He was a drop in on. He would he would come in on every now and then let you know his thoughts. He would bang the mic. Joe, Joe Morehead. (laughs) Exactly. All right. uh, Let's see here. Brian McDuff wants to know. He has an addendum to Steve's question about the hair. 
Which of my close friends in high school has the best hair? The answer to that is Brian McDuff. His hair is like a work of art. It's, he's, got, he's still got that, that swoop going thing. It's incredible. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Andy Atkinson, the enforcer, double A. Disney Junior or Nick Junior? I'm a Disney Junior. We're, we're always a Disney Junior household. Yeah, Nick Junior is not great. That's where the Paw Patrol lives, and God knows you don't want to watch that. What show would your young ones watch over and over to where you would randomly start humming the theme song during the day? Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's a good one. Sheriff Callie was one for me because uh, my, my youngest loved Sheriff Callie. So. Now, uh, Cal also has off and on through the years. Uh, what's the uh, Puppy Dog Pals? He, he's, he's I don't like know what the, that is. He's like the, the Puppy Dog Pals song, too. Is that but, like a ripoff of Paw Patrol? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, okay. they like... You know what my least favorite one was? They go on these adventures together. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Never because they were pirates, but they were like sharing and, you know, like, you don't you don't get what being a pirate is. <laughs> you, you, you're not a pirate. You're just a, you're just a kid. I'm just so thankful I didn't even have to deal with, uh, oh, back, back when my nephew. I left one out, dang. Dora the Explorer. Well, see, when, when my nephew and niece were younger, mm-hmm. um, of course, now my nephew's a sophomore in high school and she's a seventh grader, but uh, when, they, when they were younger, um, I can remember some pretty annoying ones, like Caillou. I never Caillou. watched that. God, I mean, no, gosh, never, was, never in thank, my life. Thank God, watch that. I didn't have to deal with any of it. There were there were a few that were. Okay. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with. Of course, I was younger too. Now I'm a parent, and so now maybe I'd have more patience for such stuff. Sure. But Brian McDuff is back. He has an all New Orleans edition of questions. Favorite restaurant in New Orleans? You've been in New Orleans? Yes. What was your favorite restaurant then? Uh we where does it where's that we ate? Um. In the French Quarter, we ate there WrestleMania weekend for WrestleMania 30. If you tell me what you ate, I might be able to help you. No, you wouldn't be able to to, to help me much. Deanies? No, it was uh, like I mean, it was uh, it's like an Irish pub like place. Oh, I don't know. Um, Pat O'Brien's or something like that. Pat that O'Brien's? Not Pat O'Brien. There's an O'Brien's. Is there an O'Brady? Not O'Brady. I don't know. There, it's like an. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. And the reason we ate there was because we got we we had like the WrestleMania um, travel package deal. They had they gave us like free gift cards to this place. Ryan's, Ryan's Irish Pub. I don't know. No, I was not. I'm not familiar with it. I'm I'll honest. have to think of it. I'll, I'm I'll, gonna, I'm look here on Yelp here real quick. Let's see if we can't just find it for you. No, no, no. Finn McCool's. No, that's in Mid City. I have ate at Finn McCool's though. Uh, no, okay. Uh, for me. It's a tough one. There's so many. <laughs> you really just need to throw a dart, and you can find a good place to eat. I mean, we ate at Cafe Du Monde and all that whole nine yards too. Yeah, which isn't really a. I mean, it's it's, it's a, it technically is a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It's tough to pick. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it's like asking you, me. You which, know the city better yeah, than I which do. Which child do I like better? I mean, they're just they're just so good. Just I'll tell you a, a little out off the out of the, the way place that the food is really really good there is Mahoney's Po Boys. Really like that place. Great Po Boys, great crawfish ATFA, great gumbo. Pat O'Brien's that was the name of the place, by the way. Come okay, man. You and I are gonna go have to eat some places. Well, well I mean, I, I'm not saying it was my favorite. I'm just saying that was the first thing that came to mind because I hadn't been. To I New go Orleans. drinking there. That's not. That's not. I've never eaten at Pat O'Brien's. Well, anyway, we we had a gift card. It was actually pretty good. I had like some kind of pasta thing. It was pretty good. Okay. 
Uh, there were two different ones. There was like a one that was specifically almost a bar, and then there was like a restaurant-ish. Oh, I know there's a restaurant. I've just never eaten it. Yes, it was pretty good. If we had to have a tourist drink, which one do you go with? The Hurricane, the Hand Grenade, Giant Daiquiri Pizza and a Daiquiri, or the Do- Flaming Dr. Pepper Gold, the Gold Mine at the... I'm sorry. The Flaming Dr. Pepper at the Gold Mine. First off, don't drink Flaming Dr. Pepper. That's a terrible idea. You'll catch your beard on fire if you have one. Uh, for me... First of all, my, the real answer for me is not on here. I like the Cyclone at, 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 at a Pato's if I'm getting a touristy drink. But the real answer would be, I love that cheap frozen pizza and getting a daiquiri. I love it. I, three in the morning, if I'm not, you know, if I'm out and about, I'm going to get a slice of pizza and a daiquiri. So, yeah, that's, that's for me. He wants my three tall-time favorite saints. Pat Swilling, Drew Brees, and Marcus Colston. Who are your three all-time favorite Dolphins? I'll give you the follow-up. Marino. Mm-hmm. O.J. McDuffie. Oh, that's Penn, a, Penn State guy. Yeah. Um, who would be my third favorite Dolphin? Jason uh, Taylor. Zach Thomas. Okay, Zach Thomas is fine. Too. Um, Jason Taylor. Ooh, I might. Ooh, I might put Taylor in there instead of McDuffie. Okay. All right. Burnell McGee McGahee wants to know: Should creamy grits really be considered grits at all? What? How else do people eat grits? What? Do, what do? You, what, what do you mean not creamy? Like crunchy? What? What is the other option? Like I don't, I don't know. Grits by definition should be like a creamy thing. Yeah, I've, I've never had grits that weren't. I've had a grit cake. <laughs> you know, I mean, fried grits. I've had that, but that's not what I think. I think that's a grit cake. It's not a grit. It's not grits. I don't know where you're going, buddy. Tyler Hydric wants to know. Tyler, I think is Tyler the guy who asked about the Mike Man. By the way, I think so. I can't remember. But we found him. Yeah, he, the Mike Man he, has he, tweeted me. He tweeted at Joel point. the other day. He's doing yes. well, evidently. Uh, he wants to. Know, I need advice. With football becoming a Thursday through Monday event for me and the Cardinals being in a tight pennant race, how do I convince my wife that football and baseball are more important than Bachelor in Paradise? It's putrid. Shout out to me. Well, there's an easy answer here. Yeah, are you not allowed to watch? Do you have another TV? Well, there's that, and there's also, like, if you have an iPad. Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, so you, many you options. Can sit on, and if you want to still be with your wife, but yet still sit on the yourself, couch with the sit iPad. Sit on the couch with your iPad. And what are you doing? Yeah. This 2019, man, you got to figure this out. Yeah. Let's see here. Jason Miller wants to know, do either of us feel like Ole Miss's football program has switched their identity to what State was under Mullen? And State is more like Ole Miss under Freeze, the run-oriented spread versus the heavy pass RPO scheme. I do not. Because State is still going to run the football a lot. And for me, State's identity, for me, has always been more about defense. They always play tough, hard-nosed defense. So no, and not not to me. I think yeah. I think the offense is not going to. I don't think Ole Miss is going to run a ton this year. I mean, Peter Sermon, you're not included. It's very infrequent for State to have a bad defense. Yeah. When, when's the last time State? Other was than just, Sermon? Yeah. Uh, Carl Torbush, Mullins' first year. You know, so once every seven eight years, the State's defense is just not good. And we got last one here uh, in an SEC fantasy football league. Which current MSU player? would be your first pick off the roster. So we're playing college fantasy football. This is from uh, Matt Haynes, by the way. Colin Hill is the answer to this, right? That's got to be. It's got to be Hill or Stevens. And then Stevens would be your second pick. And then last question from him. Which current MSU assistant coach is most likely to become a future Power 5 or G5 head coach? An assistant coach. I think Marv Chris one Marv day will, will be, be a, a head Power coach. 5 head coach. Yeah, that's probably um, the answer. <laughs> Buckley is very happy doing what he's doing. Shoop could do it, but I, I don't know. Um, Tony Hughes, I don't know that he would. He, he's going to get back in the head coaching game. Marcus Johnson doesn't strike me as a, as a head coach. Michael Johnson, 
I don't know. I don't know enough about him or Terry Richardson to tell you. Same with Deke Adams. So, but Marv, Marv has the 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 look of a future head coach. Now, the last yeah. guy I said that about was Peter Sermon. So. I mean, would Joey Jones ever take another head coaching job? Does that count? Maybe, so. yeah, because you could see him being sort of like Hudspeth was, but Hudspeth yeah. went down to FCS, but still. That's some some small school. But if you're talking play. about like one of the guys that has never been a head coach, I, I, my my first guess would be would be Marv. He's, I don't know, he's got that it factor, man. Yeah, I agree. Of course, I agree. you're also talking to a guy that once said that Peter Sermon would definitely be a yeah, me me too so. be a head coach, and yeah, I don't know. All if right, that's the case. Tomorrow's show we will preview Louisiana, and we will reveal, assuming Joel gets it into me, the SEC the fir- the third annual third annual fourth fourth annual. MSU Media Poll, as brought to you by all the members of the MSU Beat. So we'll have all that for you on tomorrow's show. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. That, um, was, a, that, was, that was a marathon of questions. We had a lot of questions. But I appreciate it. Yeah, and, we, we, y'all, y'all, y'all keep y'all them keep coming. coming. And uh, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.